0: Hello, everyone. My name is Kenneth Malari, and I'm part of the production team here at Tonko House. I will be your host for today's very exciting and adorable Tonko cast, as we talk to the core team members about Tonko House's latest micro short series, Acorn. So we have some of the core members with us today. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Can you please introduce yourself?
1: Hi, uh, my name is Bradley Furnish. I'm the director and writer for Acorns.
2: Hey, I'm uh, Ryu, and I uh, was producer and also responsible for uh, visual effects on this project.
3: Hi, I'm Toshi Nakamura, and I was in charge of animation on this project.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Thank you once again. All right, so just to start it off, can you think
3: you could just introduce like
0: the Acorns project? What is it about?
1: Uh, yeah. So the Acorns project uh, is a kind of a short web series that it spans across 10, 10 very short episodes, and it's basically the journey of three small acorns on a quest to uh, become great oak trees. And they are, you know, you'll find out in the very first episode, the very first scene, that they are ejected from the oak tree that they have come from, and these tiny little creatures now need to navigate an um, urban environment with many different challenges along the way
0: fantastic and when it comes to you know how this project got started what, can you explain some like the origin behind the story and what made you guys you know started to pursue this idea about this story about these uh, three acorns
2: yeah so uh, we we wanted a uh, you know so, something to start uh, a small 3d project project because uh, you know until till then Tonka House has been mostly doing 2d stuff. And so, you know, that would be our, you know, entry into the, the 3D world um, as, a, as a Tonka House project. And uh, we didn't really have any story or anything, but uh, we had that drawing from uh, Robert, uh, you know, showing uh, kind of a, a family of acorns. And so uh, we decided to try to make something out of, you know, that uh, drawing.
1: Yeah, and I can add on a little bit to that. The, the sketch that Robert had done, these or a couple of paintings that Robert had done, uh, were some of the original, one of the original ideas that he and, and uh, Dice had worked on when they first founded Tonko House. Uh, so it had kind of been sitting in the virtual drawers for you know, five years while they pursued other projects. Um, and we decided to pick it up after, after all that time and run forward with it.
0: Fantastic. Okay. So what was the motivation behind the project? Why was it so important for Tonko House and uh, why did we want to create this project? Can you give us like the main purpose for this Acorns project?
2: So, yeah, as I said, you know, the, the, the main purpose was to try to do something in, in 3D. Something in 3D where we could, uh, you know, go from that drawing that Robert did to the final image. And we do everything inside Tonko House. Yeah, that, that's kind of why we started the project. And because it's Tonko House, instead of having just a a technical project where we would just, you know, build stuff just to show that, hey, we can do 3D renderings and 3D animation. Uh, You know, if we were to build something, we wanted something with a story behind it. Uh, And that's how the the, the simple, you know, technical project evolved into a real, you know, small series uh, that we ended up with.
0: Very exciting, very exciting. I remember when you guys, you know, were pitching this, you know, idea during our weekly meetings and the reason why the purpose like what you just explained to you, I thought it was just a fascinating idea and how we could try to, you know, dip our toes in trying to achieve, you know, higher quality in this like small
2: project, especially, you know, with the main three of you guys just working it almost by yourself, of course. Roger yeah, that's that's definitely <laughs> one of the, the big limitation, right? We're three halftime. Uh you know, plus everybody at Tonka was helping, but not a big crew.
1: Although Toshi is like three people in one. I mean he does it he does it all, so you know, animation, modeling, rigging.
0: <laughs> I agree, I agree. Toshi, I don't I don't I don't know how you do it. How did your personal story align with Robert's initial idea for air corns? Um, Bradley, I, uh just because we've talked about before, like how did you make this story your own
1: the initial you know pitch from from Robert and Ryu was to take these characters the acorn characters that he had kind of painted and sketched out to create a concept um, that, that we we could use to drive a significant amount of animation in the end but you know something something that would push our boundaries but also be something we could put out into the world And it was, you know, it was very loose like that, you know, that was that I was kind of given free reign to to come up with, you know, something, you know, a world that I wanted to play in. And and so I set off kind of coming up with several ideas. And and the one that really landed with everyone was a journey story. Journey stories are things, the the types of stories that I loved watching whenever I was a kid. Uh, And I have a four-year-old and I wanted to make something that he would appreciate. And so, you know, beyond just a, a... you know, telling the story of this this simple journey to become a tree, I really wanted to dig into my own personal story and my own personal journeys. And and the biggest story of my life was when I moved from the only place that I had ever lived, Louisiana, uh, out to California to to try to make a career in film and make a life for myself after college. And I had never experienced a transition like that in my life, um, and I I wasn't prepared for large emotional swings that would that happened in that kind of journey and that kind of transition and so I wanted to talk about that with with people who might be experiencing their own, their own journeys, big or small. That was kind of how I connected to, you know, oh, well, let's make a journey story for kids. Um, I, I just wanted to inject that that personal journey and, and growth into the story.
0: So how many episodes do you guys plan um, how long is each episode, and is there a reason why you guys chose number of episodes and the length of time?
2: So we uh, we ended up with ten episodes uh, of you know one one minute and a half, uh, and there are you know various reasons for that. Um, it, it, the whole project is a big experiment, so um, at the beginning we were thinking, hey, maybe we're gonna you know uh, kind of put. I'll put this episode out every month. Uh, so, you know, one episode episode a month. And so if we think about that, you know, we, we have Toshi, our only animator. Um, we have Bradley who will need to come up with a story and uh, storyboard the episode. Uh, and so we ended up, you know, kind of naturally around, you know, one minute because um, it's difficult, you know, for one person to animate more. Um, but also, you know, for, uh, to come up with a story longer than that. Um, and also, technically, you know, we don't really have any uh, render farmer or anything. We just have two small machines to render, so that's kind of you know the maximum we can uh, you know hope to render in a in a month. And and the the original goal was to you push you know one episode a month and and finish the whole series within a year. So that that's you know how we ended up with that number ten.
1: Yeah, that that pace of production also allowed us to um, evaluate where we were and what we had done as we would finish one or two episodes, we could kind of look ahead and up our appetite for uh, more complexity, more uh, in-depth techniques and, and much to Toshi's chagrin. We just loaded him up with more and more difficult challenges with, as the series progressed.
0: (laughs) Just seeing Robert's, you know, initial just concept image. It was just these group of acorns. But after a while you guys did show the company about these These, you know, three adorable acorns. So when it comes to characters in this story, how many characters are in this story? How did you set up the characters? And um, what would you say is special about each character?
1: original painting that Robert had done was kind of an acorn leaf world. There was pine cones and, you know, all kinds of uh, little creatures in it. We knew that going into the project, we needed to limit ourselves technically. And so we, we said, one of the challenges is, can we make a compelling piece of entertainment with only you know three characters max uh you know simple characters with simple rigs and and um so i i took that and kind of with that limitation of mine thought about you know what are these characters like and i thought about my own journey and the the, the wild emotional swings i had during that time of my life and kind of boiled down each one of those like strong emotions into one character kind of the central character the the smallest one is is kella uh, and that's the acorn that embodies like the the drive and the mission and the purpose you know Kella is the one that's always got their eyes on the prize they're always you know on the lookout for the perfect place to plant, you know much like how I felt I was driven to come out here and make it in movies and and do my thing. The other two are kind of the surprising things that happen uh along the way and and you know Parva, the skinnier orange one. Is like a fun-loving, curious, energetic character who just loves exploring the world, and that mirrors how I came out to California and just like fell in love with the place and fell in love with the the food and the people and the great weather and you know everything that it had to offer. And at the time, it felt like a distraction from like what I was here to set you know set myself to do. But um, in the end, it, it allowed me to kind of appreciate where I had ended up. The big round character. Hondo is well. There, you'll have to see how it ends, but Hondo is is the character that's most at peace with the world. He kind of seems like a little slow and plotting and and thoughtful, but he's just trying to plant. He doesn't care about the fir- the perfect place or anything like that. He just wants to plant, and that just is a mirror of how once I had lived out here for a while. You know, it was hard to break into film and get going, um, and I had to th- I had to consider the fact that I might never make it, I might not work in film. Um, that's just something that I, I had to entertain. And at the end of the day, I felt, you know, fine with where I was and where the life I had and the friends I had made. And, you know, I, I found an odd sense of peace with that, even though it wasn't why I had originally moved out here. And so he kind of uh, encapsulates that, the that, that kind of feeling that I don't think people express a lot whenever they go through big life transitions and, and, things don't quite work out the way they planned.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic, Bradley. Yeah, just for, for the people that are listening, a quick, you know, f- cool side note is that Bradley did approach me to just do scratch dialogue for Parva, the, you know, kind of like the playful one. It's it's after reading description of Parva and then all the sound effects that I had to do when I was recording with Bradley, it was, it was just uh, super fun. Of course, uh, you know, it got recasted for the more adorable voice that you hear now, but it's just... From the from, from the limitations of how many number of characters and just the different you know emotions and the different um just characteristics you were able to fit into those three characters, I just thought it was very fantastic. Thank you, Bradley, for letting me uh,
1: <laughs> do those scratch dialogue. Sure, it was. A lot of fun asking you to scream and yell and you know laugh maniacally and. <laughs> yeah, and guys, <laughs> we don't have so. an a,
0: we don't have an official recording studio, but so it's just me screaming, slinging it inside of a room sometimes with stuff around me and whatnot. So yeah, pr- pretty fun, really fun, very Tonko House. Who is the target audience for this project, and who were you hoping to inspire?
1: Yeah, the whole time while we were making this, uh, you know, the reference point for me is always you know my my son. You know, my my four-year-old kid, and and I always wanted to make something that he would enjoy. At the end of the day, you know, we, we're still making entertainment that we ourselves would want to make. So hopefully it's it's something that young kid would sit down to watch and enjoy, but, you know, when the parents are in the room, they enjoy it too. Uh, and I think just kind of judging from the response that we've gotten uh, by showing just a few episodes at our uh, film festival, it seems to resonate with a lot of people, considering the times, uh, having some nice, entertaining positivity out there has has made an impact.
0: Yes, they definitely thought that our acorns are super adorable.
1: Alright, so of
0: course, as if anyone has watched the trailer or seen some of the episodes and the clips, it's kind of like a mix of 3D and it looks like live action. So, where does this story take place? Um, How did you guys go about choosing the scenery shown in the background?
2: So, um, we... um... The story is the, the story of those three acorns that are looking for a, a nice place to plant. They start, you know, in a kind of urban environment and they are going to cross the city to get to a place where a nice place to plant, so you know, more nature, forest or that kind of thing. And um and what's interesting is um as the the story goes, we are also moving geographically. So the first episode takes place actually in front of our studio, uh, in Berkeley. And as the episodes progress, uh, you know, we move the shooting, you know, places, uh, to the east, uh, and, uh, in the end, we hope to end up, you know, in the, in the forest or you know, somewhere with a little more nature. Um, so every episode, you know, we get further and further away from our studio, but we are actually shooting, uh, you know, Mostly, I think, or maybe all the episode uh, in Berkeley, in Berkeley.
0: Yeah, I remember some of the days. I just remember seeing you with a tripod and camera, a uh, three sixty camera and whatnot, just going around like, "All right, time to shoot." And then I thought you guys would be going somewhere far. And then I go out to lunch and I just see you know Toshi on the ground, you know, with the low angles and the floor, <laughs> getting this you know tree image.
1: Very glamorous, you know, shooting uh, side, dirty sidewalks and gutters. <laughs>
0: So what was the process like? You know, you just explained about, you know, going out and shooting, but so with the process and also what kind of tools did you guys use in order to make acorn?
3: Hmm. Uh so we used iPhone 11 to take a lot of photos to create a photo geometry, a photogrammetry actually. So which is a 3D geometry in Maya I can import and actually it comes with uh, texture. So I didn't I uh, need to create a 3D uh, texture. Also, didn't need to do modeling. Uh, that saved my life and the time. So we use it uh, as a 3D background and just I render it with HDR image to create a very uh, realistic feeling. But I sometimes needed to create props that appear in the scene. Um, when I created a soda can as a prop, and a great that has a reflection in that material so it takes time to render those props actually it took me about uh, three hours to render it just for a single frame so i'm still rendering for episode five it's not finished yet so it it's been rendering for two months already and never finished yet
2: yeah i mean it it, it might seem like you know um a super heavy process but but again uh we, we don't we have to consider you know what kind of machines we're using we're using normal you know PCs and Macs nothing uh you know like what we had in a big studio so I think if we go back to Pixar we can render that in you know half a day or something like
1: that <laughs> and it's worth uh it's worth noting that we tested out uh on high-end you know DSLR cameras and uh rented very fancy lenses you know macro lenses to try to perfect the photogrammetry and Toshi ended up getting the, the newest iPhone and tested it out, and it was the best quality out of everything by far. <laughs> we're not sponsored. I wish we were. But uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> So how did you guys maintain the quality of the
1: project, even though
0: everyone was not full-time um, on this project?
2: Yeah, w- one of the... Actually, it was, I don't think it was good. To main, uh, difficult to maintain the quality um, because, you know, people at Tonko House, they always aim for, you know, super high quality. Uh, and I think the, the other way around, we had to struggle to kind of convince ourselves like, okay, it's good enough, so, you know, we need to, to move ahead. And, and again, you know, we talked about the one episode every month. We tried to stick to that uh, schedule, even if we were busy with other projects. And so... Um, you know looking back at the episodes that are done already uh, can if you ask me or anybody you know who worked on the project you know if they're completely happy with the quality or you know the story or you know the, the technical aspect like the renders the lighting uh, I think we all have stuff we would like to re- redo uh, and, and perfect and, and everything but um, we kind of stick to that schedule like uh you know if it 's good enough it's it's okay and and you know we need to to it's better to finish stuff than you know try to perfect it and never uh be able to 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 finish a project so i think the the difficulty was more there you know uh how how can we finish the project within time within budget more than oh uh, can how can we push the quality uh even more i'm sure Toshi would like to you know redo all the episodes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, actually for me, it's a a pretty straightforward process in this project because we are just three uh, people to create this project, right? And uh, I had the freedom to work on this project. And sometimes I could put my idea for my animation and I could pitch to um, Bradley and Liu even its rough animation ideas. So I think this small team uh, made us work faster and maintained the uh, quality.
0: Yeah, see, I think that's what also that I find like exciting about Acorns is that, you know, you are such a small team, but I think the, the one pros about that is that, yeah, like what you just mentioned, Toshi, about like, hey, I had this idea, this funny idea, and I was, as an artist, you were able to like express seeing your take on that, Toshi. Yeah, it definitely seems like something that you guys work together on to make it unique, especially as well for like Tanko House, which is uh, very exciting. So what are your thoughts on the character designs and animation for A- Acorn? Anything specific as to how you guys achieved it?
3: I think there's not that specific, uh, um, like some special skill. But uh, before uh, we started the Ecom project, I made a uh, like bunch of animation tests and they created the three D character models. But uh, I realized that if I make a complicated character rig and models, that I can't handle it because i'm an only animator and then we have 10 episodes and each of episode has uh, one to two minutes and um, i needed to animate three characters all the time so we decided to make them very simplified and easy to animate so i could focus on the character um, character animation and acting for each of uh, these characters that means uh, three characters have their own personalities. So I could um, animate them differently. So Killer is the small one, moves faster and lighter. On the other hand Hondo that is a big one, he moves so slowly because he is big and heavy. And the Parbar that is tall one, um, I animated him like a Mr Bean. So he moves so random so but I enjoyed animating him a lot. So that's the step I created this character animation.
2: Yeah, I think animation is part of the, you know, of their character because uh, visually, I mean, they have different sizes, but they are acorns, you know, pretty simple shapes. Yeah. They have slightly different colors, but uh, it's really when they start to move that you can, uh, you know, you can you can see, you know, in a second, oh, this one is Kela, or you know, this this is Hondo. Yeah, animation was a big part of it. Is that something that you guys, like, discussed,
0: like, really in in pre-production about that process? Or, like, how it'd be animated? Or it was just more of, like, a go with the flow, like, all right, well, this is design. This is probably what we're going to do with them animation-wise.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, animation being the kind of big driver of their personalities was was very intentional uh, because of these limitations of the simplicity of the design and the rig. You know, we we knew we wouldn't be able to invest a ton of personality just by being super custom with how we built them. They had to have a lot of common characteristics. And so we knew we would need to lean more heavily on animation to pull off their distinct uh, personalities.
0: Yeah, well, at least for me, you know, I could easily distinguish, you know, different <laughs> funny personalities for each one. Um, so, yeah, um, talking... To Ryu about the, how they were going to make this in background, you know, he used this word that I was like, what is this? And then if, so my question is, was, so you guys mentioned earlier in this uh, TangoCast is that you guys use a photogrammetry. Is, is, that, is that correct? So pretty much. <laughs> and also, so, so what is that?
2: So, so usually when we, uh, we need to make a 3D model or sets or anything in, in 3D, you need to have a modeler Um, that is kind of going to sculpt shapes uh, and come up with an object. And then once we have the shape of an object, uh, we need to texture it. So we need to paint the colors and, you know, where it's shiny, where it's not shiny, you know, where it's dirty or clean, or, um, you know, if it's wood, if it's metal, all that is a very uh, intense and and time consuming um, uh, manual process. And, uh, again, you know, on this project, we, we didn't have that luxury. Uh, so we had to come up with something else to build all those sets. Um, because we could spend some time on the, the characters because we can, we, we were going to reuse the same characters over 10 episodes, but sets are going to change every episode. So we, we can't, we couldn't spend too much time on that. So that's why we used the photogrammetry. Uh, and what it is, is, uh, instead of modeling manually and shading manually, um, we just take tons of picture of uh, a real object. So, for example, if you're trying to recreate a chair with photogrammetry, you would take hundreds of photographs of the chair from every possible angle, you know, from the top, from the side, from the bottom, uh, close up, you know, from far away, uh, every direction. And once you end up with those, you know, hundreds of photographs, uh, you put uh all that into your machine and into uh 3D reconstruction software and uh, basically the machine you know based on all those photographs will recreate the object in 3D uh with the texture already so that kind of automates both modeling and shading and i think without that we we wouldn't yeah i don't i don't see how we would have made you know all those sets and that's for that process that we use the uh toshi's smartphone
0: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you iPhone 11 thank you Toshi for that <laughs> yeah when I was when when we were in the studio you know before COVID w- once again during your whole shooting sessions yeah of course yeah that's when I would see Ryu Toshi just taking a picture and Bradley just around this one tree just going around and ran and I was like oh I wonder if they got the shot yet <laughs> come back still same with that tree but yeah it's really it's very fantastic what you guys were able to do especially with the limited time and resources especially when it comes to like with the backgrounds and whatnot so yes very cool
1: yeah it's a it's a strange process with a, a great uh, time-saving output but yeah while we were doing it people on the sidewalks or driving by would stop and ask us like what what were we doing uh some some people were curious <laughs> i think some people were maybe a little wary like why why do you need to photograph drainage crate, you know 300 times
2: especially yeah. d- d- during those times right we we all had uh, caps masks and yeah you know <laughs> sunglasses and so <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah i remember you guys were carrying out this old take chinese like takeout box for the longest time and i was just like, what is that for and of course if, you, if you've watched you know i believe it's the second episode you'll see it there <laughs> oh,
1: yeah one of my uh, uh, old dirty shoes makes a cameo so ah yes yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I think maybe toshi had like a garbage bag full of like just shredded paper <laughs> yeah. so um before we you guys release the episodes for acorns from the film festival our special our acorns did make a premiere from like this one japanese tv show that, is, is, that, is that correct for you do you think you could like tell us more about that and how it came about for that uh, cameo
2: yeah, so we, we have uh, partners in, in Japan and uh, they were looking for, uh, you know, a small character that they, they they could maybe use. And they I don't know exactly where they saw our acorns, but uh, yeah, they, they, they saw, maybe they saw our trailer uh, and they contacted us and asked us, you know, oh, can we can we use your, your character for this uh, TV series um, that would uh, go on air in Japan? I think it was in June. And their concept was that they would have, a, so it's a live-action uh, TV series, uh, but they have those small uh, CG characters that would interact with the the you know the live uh, cast. Um, I I haven't uh seen it <laughs> i mean we, we saw some images but I, I don't exactly know what the story is about uh, but what they did is uh yeah they, they they took our character a 3d model uh and they animated it they comped it into live action plates uh and they have i think three or four episodes with that uh what was uh yeah interesting is um that uh, we we really didn't touch anything and we really just sent them the the data you know for the, our characters and the rigs uh and so people there animated it um and also uh japanese uh kind of famous uh uh i don't know who is she an, an actress or uh I don't... I think it's an actress. actress yeah did the voice uh so it gives uh, you know a very different <laughs> impression of our acorns <laughs> uh, the animation is very different the voice is very different um yeah how, what 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 did you think of that uh, toshi
3: Oh yeah, actually, I really liked it overall. So especially as you said, like the voice of Kara, it's really fantastic, and cause it's totally different from our acorns and buta. I love, I love it. And then um, I heard, um, animators who worked on this NHK TV series and they never used Maya. That is a three D program that I'm using right now. Then they. Installed it for the first time for this specific TV series and they could animate icons in Maya and they completed it on time That's super impressed me a lot. Wow.
1: I didn't hear that before. I guess that speaks to the the strength of your modeling and rigging. <laughs> oh, wow. Hmm.
0: Who else can we use these acorns for? Now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys still working on acorns?
1: Uh yeah. Um. Toshi is uh just about finished with some of the the very last shots. Um. Uh, as he said earlier, one of the episodes is you know going on to three months of rendering, but uh, hopefully that'll be done soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we're just kind of in the final throes of the, the post production, you know, mixing, color, uh final rendering process. So it's close, getting close to being done.
0: Ah, how exciting! How exciting! I think this question will be the last question.
1: So, what's next for
0: this project? Can you pro- provide any more details about what's the the next steps for Acorns?
1: Yeah. um Well, I mean, first and foremost, we want to you know, for this, this series, we want to just put it out into the world and hopefully it'll find, uh, its audience and, and, um, you know, hopefully these characters can live on in and other, other ways. Um, you know, Robert's original drawing kind of hinted at a bigger world full of, of creatures like our acorns. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that uh, we can tell stories, other stories in that world, whether it's with these particular characters or, or with other ones. But um, once you've invested this much time and uh, thought and work into bringing these these little creatures to life, they they, they do feel alive and we do want them to, to live on. Um, so, yeah, it's that's also part of our experiment is what can we do um, with with our own material that we've made and, and, you know, how how can we make it grow?
0: Well, guys, I think that's all the time we have right now for this cast. I would love to say thank you, Bradley, Ryu, and Toshi, for taking the time off once again to just talk about your uh, latest project. I'm very excited to see the rest of the episodes. Thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this Cast. Further information regarding acorns will be announced through our Tanko House social media channels. Please stay tuned. We hope you enjoyed it.